We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capella, I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today we welcome Shelly Dundas to Business Matters. Shelly is a wealth advisor at Valley First, uh, and today we're discussing emotions and uh, and investing. So it's it's going to sound like a little bit of a counseling session because we're going to talk about emotions. <laughs> Shelly, welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So, you know, I, I think it's Typically, when it comes to investing, I think emotions are just part of what, you know, it, I think it just comes into. But even more so over the last few years, we've seen a lot of market swings and real estate market going crazy. And, and sometimes we let our emotions get in the way. And, and you know, sometimes our decisions when, when, when these times or what we're going through are driven by like maybe fear and greed, which is not usually a good combo when it comes to your, your investing. So, so we're going to dig into that and, and hopefully answer some questions around that. Um, but before we do, uh, a few questions to kind of get started is, uh, you know, I'm curious of what you're, what you're hearing and in, in, in sensing from investors right now from, you know, the clients you work with and your members. What do you, what do you hear and seeing, seeing from the market right now? For sure. So it's definitely been a, a roller coaster of a couple of years. Um, and 2022, we aren't out of the woods by no means. Uh, we've started off very rocky as far as the markets are concerned. A lot of volatility, uh, still seeing those massive swings. Um, and then what's going on in, in terms of the geopolitical risks that we're seeing right now. So a lot of uncertainty, having a lot of people are on edge and, and rightfully so, right? Uh, it, is, it is a scary time. So what, um, what is your role? So your title is wealth advisor. Like, what does your role entail? Like, what, what does your day-to-day -day look like and how do you work with your members? Sure. So in short, um, I closely work with our members and I provide comprehensive retirement and wealth planning advice. So what that looks like is taking um, someone's financial situation and creating a road, roadmap for them um, that's in line with their goals and their objectives, um, you know, whether that be short-term, medium-term or long-term. So, in, in, and I know with my previous sort of interviews with, with discussions with Valley First Advisors, like you guys, you guys have a really robust team too. So I, I assume you work with this very similar work within a team and you can draw on those experts as you, as, as you, when you're working with your members. Yeah, absolutely. As much as I'd love to know everything and uh, wear, you know, 10 different hats, that's just yeah. certainly not possible. So yeah, I rely on my team uh, and I bring them in where that expertise is required uh, for our members, which is really nice. So you get the full uh, comprehensive plan from every angle. Right. So how, how long have you been at Valley First in this role? So I've been with Valley First for eight and a half, almost nine years. Um, and I've recently, so I've moved to, to Kamloops about three years ago. And okay. I've been in this particular role since last year. Um, so I've been in the banking role for quite some time. However, my passion lies in the world of, in, in the world of investments um, and, and wealth planning. So have you been, I assume you've sort of 
been in a few different roles in, in under Valley First, you, you, and you're able to bring potentially maybe some of that experience to your relationships with your members as well. Absolutely. The the what I've learned over the last eight or nine years has definitely created a solid foundation for me. Um, right. And it allows me not only to focus on on sort of the, the investment planning side, but, you know, I also can touch on the lending side as I extensive knowledge in that area as well. So it created a solid foundation for me to have a, a robust conversation. Interesting. I'm curious always what attracted you to sort of the banking world. Like if, if you kind of go back, like when you're in, you know, high school or college or like, so, you know, what, what got you into the industry? I've pivoted quite a bit, uh, I would say over the last uh, <laughs> 10 years, but more specifically about this particular industry is it's an industry that keeps me on my toes. Mm. And I'm just someone that can't have the learning curve end for me. Um, once that happens, I'm, I, I just get bored. <laughs> and when yeah. it comes to the world of, of planning and, and investments, it, it, it has you on your toes every single time because every situation is different. Every um, experience is different. People come from all walks of life. Um, and we have to navigate that walk of life for them and create, uh, you know, create a, a full, robust financial plan. Uh, and so just mm. going through that with our members, it, it constantly keeps me on our toes. And then having to also, you know, discuss sort of the economic variables and stay on top of what's going on. Uh, it's never ending, which I, I, I absolutely love. <laughs> Yeah, especially in the days like today, what we're yes. like, you know, what we're going through as well. I think that's. I would assume you have a lot of questions from your members as well. That yes. what's going to happen. Um, yeah, interesting. So, so let's let's jump into sort of the, the topic of investing in emotions. So, from your perspective, like, why do you think emotions are such a big factor in investing? I think that anything that's important in our lives is emotional. And money and finances are definitely one of those big factors that can that can stir up an emotional response uh, when we face uncertainty or fear. And more specifically, when it comes to investing, I think we tend to focus on what's happening in the short run versus versus focusing on our long term goals or um, our plans that we've put into place. And so we have this need to want to react right away when we when we come into contact with downturn. Um, however, it can be very difficult to, to reconcile your those short term setbacks with with your long term financial plan. Interesting. So, you know, when as, a, as an investor, when I'm, you know, going through these emotional charges conversations and even sometimes with with myself is you know <laughs> but when i'm talking to you like what are you saying to members right now yeah so essentially what i'm tr trying to do is reaffirm the decisions that we made when we put together when we put together your financial plan, right? So what that conversation could look like is revisiting your financial goals, ensure that hasn't changed. Um, reviewing your risk tolerance is another very important one because your investment strategy is gonna be derived um, in terms of how, how comfortable and how much risk you wanna take in your portfolio. Um, a couple others is time horizon. Do you have the ability to, to ride out these waves? Right. Um, and then creating a fully diversified plan and reassessing that. I like to reassess at least one, once a year with our members to ensure that's not, that nothing has changed and we're still in line. However, when we face what we're facing this year so far, we might want to look at it a couple of times a year <laughs> to provide that uh, ease. Check in whatever with your members. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So can you take us back? I'm curious, actually, because you, you, 
you at the start, you've working with a member to develop sort of that roadmap and plan. Can, can you speak a little bit of what that looks like? So, I mean, maybe someone that's not familiar with working with a wealth advisor and, and you know, what does that onboarding look like for you when you have a new member? Really, the, f- the first part of the journey is uh, us getting to know each other, not only myself as an advisor getting to know, you know, my member, but also right. the member getting to know me uh, and where I come from and how I operate, because that does vary from from person to person. Right. So I ultimately my f- first first position is to be able to get to know you um, and get to know where you come from and and what makes you tick, because right. all of these things are going to play into how we incorporate and build out your plan. Interesting. And I would assume it, it, it makes a difference too at the stage of life you're in as well. And, and you know, and if, if you're, if you're, you know, ready to retire, or if you're just starting investing, such mm-hmm. a big difference in what you're looking at too, right? Absolutely. And we see it all from all walks of life, all spectrum. Right. So, and everything in between. So. <laughs> Interesting. So, um, you know, right now we've talked about in, you know, I think everyone knows there's a lot going on in the world right now and there's, you know, and it's making potentially some people might have concerns in the markets. So what advice do you give someone that's either listening or a viewer right now that's watching, watching especially someone that's, I'm thinking like a younger investor who's maybe never gone through a market swing and, and going, oh my gosh, what is happening? The world's ending. So like, wh- what advice do you give them about their investment journey? Yeah, so the best piece of advice that I can give an individual, and they'll, they'll hear it time and time again from me, <laughs> is to avoid panic and focus on the long term. Really, that truly is the the best foundational strategy uh, when we're dealing with with uncertainty. And markets reward long-term investors. We've seen it time and time again historically. Um, Of course, that's much easier said than done for most people, right? (laughs) Because it's tough to be able to look at your portfolio, see, you know, a downturn of even five or six percent for those that are pretty conservative and not want to do anything about it. So it's it's much easier said than done. Um, It's interesting. I was actually having a conversation with my husband this morning about uh, we were talking about the 2008 crash um, and he was in the market at that time and uh, I was sort of asking him sort of what his thoughts were and he is an individual that leads with uh, rationale and logic (laughs) so and he's been in the finance industry for 15 plus years and even for him as he mentioned this morning it was difficult for him not to pull out during that downturn. Um, however, he, he stayed the course and, you know, a couple of years later he did recoup and it did pay off. But I think that's what's a, you know, how, why it's so important in my mind to work with an advisor though, right? It's, it's because sometimes if we're talking about emotions, you know, you get the mo- you let emotions get the best of you and you, you make a decision where it's hard to undo, mm-hmm. you know, you pull the market and it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to get back in at that. Like, and then you're, you're, you're in this vicious cycle of trying to chase a loss, you know, or whatever it may be as well. So I think that's the value of working with an advisor like yourself, where it's a sound at the very least, it's just a sounding board. Exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm thinking rationally and and, and I'm hearing, you know, because you've, you've seen, you've, you've been through these before Mm -hmm. you've seen the ups and downs. Right. So. Yeah. So even if you come in with, you know, emotionally charged, we'll be that voice of, we'll be that voice of reason. We'll be that rationale um, and make sure that we lead with that type of decision-making rather than an emotionally charged uh, decision. So historically, like, you know, you've seen market crashes before. It's not the first time, you know, we've been through whatever you know, turbulence in the market, but what's typically the path to recovery? Like what, what, what have you seen in the past and what, you know, not that we can predict the future, but usually these things correct themselves in a certain way. 
For sure. So history is definitely not an indicator of future performance by right. no means. And no no two crashes are, are okay. alike, right, in terms of, however, there is a lot that we can learn from it. Um, I'm going to go back just about maybe 30, 35 years <laughs> of approximately probably the th three biggest crashes that we've had in the last 30, 35 years has been um, Black Friday, it's definitely one of them, uh, the dot-com bust, was another one. And then of course, the 2008 financial meltdown. Um, and all were very different in terms of the cause and effect and also the recovery time for each one. Uh, however, they have one thing in common is that we survived all of them. <laughs> um, we survived all of them. And not only that, the market has come back and reached new highs. Right. Um, and we've seen it in the most recent case when it comes to uh, the coronavirus pandemic of 2020. Right. That hit us in March of 2020. And I believe it was by May of 2020, we were we were back to pre pandemic peak. And then by August of 2020, we hit all time highs. Wow. So it was an amazing year for returns. And then also 2021, another amazing year. And we saw some some great highs in the market. Hmm. Interesting. So as you, as you look, as I said, we, we, we can't, you know, tell the future, but if we look ahead sort of the rest of 2022, maybe early into 2023, like, why is it, why is it important in your mind to remove sort of the emotions from when it comes to planning? Yeah, so like I said, this year has been, uh, we're off to a rocky start. And again, it's going to be another interesting year for us. <laughs> uh, and we're going to be challenged on all fronts, because we're talking about um, turning on of our economy and still facing the aftermath of the virus. Right. Uh, we're talking about the inflationary pressures that we're seeing currently and that we're going to continue to see for 2022. Um, we're talking about, of course, the widely anticipated interest rate hikes. Right. And um, and then also to add on top of that, the geopolitical risks that we're currently seeing and, and really the effects of that and how the market has has reacted to that. Right. So all of this has caused a heightened level of fear and uncertainty uh, for individuals and, and the market reflects that. Um, but like I said, like I mentioned, historically, we've been faced with these times before and and it's not going away. I think it comes with the territory of investing. Right, which is why it's so much more important to come from a place of rational decision making rather than an emotionally charged one. So, is there times though when when making you know tweaks or or you know we 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 talk about staying the course, but is there times where there, you know tweaks are potentially like bigger changes or make sense or necessary in your financial planning? Yeah, one of the biggest reasons I would say is for any life changes. So mm -hmm. an example of that would be any changes to your finances, divorce, illness, unexpected death, uh, because these types of situations can really um, cause massive changes and interruptions to your overall plan. So that's when we want to make sure that we we plan for all of those changes. Interesting. Well, hopefully they're because you won the lottery. Yes. <laughs> haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. You couldn't show up to this call because you won the yeah, lottery yesterday. This is true. Uh, this is true. <laughs> um, we're, we're, I, I do have another question I want to wrap, but, uh, but before we do that, um, I'm going to, I'm going to park the investment discussion and we're going to, sure. we're, we're going to have some fun and get to know you a little bit more. And just, we, we have a segment called, would you rather? So I have 10 questions um, uh, that I'm going to ask and just some fun stuff and see sort of which one you would rather do. So um, would you rather have more money or would you have more time? Oh, <laughs> 
You can't pick both. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, this is a tough one. They get easier. Uh, I think I might go with money on this one. Hmm. Good. Good. It's a, there's no right. The beauty. I, I'm I'm expecting myself to have a. a a pretty long life in terms of uh, longevity in my family, just going off of genetics, yeah, which yeah. is why I'm going on, which is why I'm leaning side. towards the money side. <laughs> um, would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Whisper because I shout all the time. I need to be, I need to be a little quieter. <laughs> um, would you rather have to sing or dance in front of your coworkers? I think, I think sing. sing? I have two left feet when it comes to dancing. <laughs> Should have like a karaoke session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you rather be the class clown or would you rather be the teacher's pet? Who were you? Class clown. Okay. I was the teacher's pet actually, <laughs> so that's why I want to try the class clown. <laughs> okay. Let's try the other side. Yeah. Um, would you rather travel the world for the for a year, all expense paid, or would you rather have forty thousand dollars to spend whenever you want? Oh, definitely travel. I'm a huge travel. Uh, my husband and I, you know, take one big trip a year, so definitely that one. When's the last time you guys went? Did you guys go anywhere? It was 2019, okay. the last time, and that was Greece. Greece, okay. Yes. What's next on the bucket list? Is there something? Uh, Portugal and Spain is definitely on the on the bucket list, and then as far as continents, uh, Africa and South America nice. are on our list. Right. Yeah. We have a lot of traveling to do. Yeah. Um, would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Read the book. Okay. Um, would you rather always have? an annoying song stuck in your head or always have a niche that you can't scratch? The song stuck in my head. <laughs> um, would you rather be stranded in the jungle or in the desert? Oh, a desert, I think. Yeah. It depends what what's in the jungle. I'd be scared. I think I'd be scared much more of what would come out of the jungle than yeah, I would maybe the yeah. desert. <laughs> um, would you rather have cake or cookies for dessert? Cookies. Cookie? What kind of cookie? Do you have a favorite? Yes, shortbread. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. And last one, would you rather only be able to use a fork, no spoon, or would you rather be able to use a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? You're only allowed Ooh, I would say a spoon. It would very, be very difficult to have cereal, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or, <yeah. laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for playing along. Um, so last question before we wrap up is, People are watching. Um, are there strategies that viewers can put into place to ensure they're prepared for? Because this, you know, we're in, we're through uncertainty now, and there's going to be another uncertainty in coming up. Like it's, we know that's going to happen. But what are some strategies that they can put into place that you know ensure that they can, you know, they're prepared to sort of weather the uncertainty or the storm that, that potentially is coming. Yeah, most importantly, to start um, to revisit your financial plan and ensure that you it's fully built out and well diversified and it's based around your goals and risk tolerance and time horizon and ensure that none of that has changed. Uh, second really big one is stick to your plan. Because <laughs> uh, <it can laughs> we can derail, it can be very easy to derail from it. Um, so focus on your goals, because that is what's going to kind of, that's where you're going to come out ahead. Uh, right. Definitely, right? Um, a, a real another really big one I can't stress enough is avoid trying to think that you can time the market. <laughs> it's just not possible. <laughs> um, and uh, it's not timing 
that's important, but rather your time in the market overall. Um, and one way I definitely do always recommend to avoid timing is look at um, a dollar cost averaging mm -hmm. where you're um, investing a fixed amount in regular intervals, right? Um, regardless of what's happening in the market, regardless of those ups and downs. Uh, and uh, lastly, if you're concerned about the markets, seek seek advice from your professional, because that's what we're here for. We're here to provide that guidance, that expertise, um, and that experience that we come from, um, because it'll definitely put your mind at ease, and it goes a long way. So uh, that's that's definitely a big one I, I, I really recommend. How, how If someone does have questions or maybe doesn't have an advisor or wants a second opinion, or so what's the best way to reach out to? Our website is a great source. You'll find all of our contact information on there. Um, so that's a great start. And then you'll get uh, routed to our member advice center where they'll connect you with the right person. Awesome. Essentially, you talk about timing. You can't, you can't, you know, time the market is back in my previous life. I was <laughs> banking in, 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 in sort of investing side. And I remember reading something that Warren Buffett said that said he, someone asked him how he became rich and he said he always sold too early. Yeah, <laughs> that was stuck in my head is like, you can't, you can't time it. You hold on and hold on sometimes and it's too late. So it yeah, always, I thought it was interesting. Shelly, thank you for taking the time to join us. And I know it's like I said, it's a really, it's a really interesting time. It must be, mm -hmm. you know, um, a unique time in the world of investing for you as well, because we're seeing things that we've never seen in our lifetime, even though we've seen ups and downs. So I thank you for sharing some information. And I, I think for me, one of the takeaways is that it's more important than ever right now to, you know, to make sure that you work with advisors like yourself. So you don't let your emotions get the best of you. Mm -hmm. You have some, you know, you don't have, you don't have to be on an Island when it comes to this. So I think there's, 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 you know, there's, there's opportunities for people. There's options to reach out and actually have that sounding board and make sure they're staying the course when it comes to investing. So. Yeah, exactly. We're not out of the woods yet. So yeah, right. definitely make sure that um, everything is in line and you're prepared to, weather this crazy storm that we're going to have this year <laughs> well Shelly, thank you for joining this morning i really appreciate it and uh um if anyone has any questions do go to the website and reach out i know the team at valley first is amazing and and they would be more than happy to help you yes thank you so much for having me no problem everyone else have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into business matters thanks Shelly. thanks We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.